to another episode of Women Prayer Group Podcast. My name is Ruth Akintunde. We thank God for life and every good thing he has done for us. This episode features one of our recorded Bible studies. We hold our meetings every other Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Please contact us to be a part of this group by sending an email to thewomenprayergroup at gmail.com. So our email address is thewomenprayergroup at gmail.com. You can also send a direct message to Women Prayer Group on Instagram. When you contact us, we will provide a conference call number with which you can dial in into our meetings. the solid rock I stand and all other ground is sinking sand. Christ will always be a solid rock, will always be the solid rock and he has asked us to stand on him, he has asked us to trust in him, he has asked us to put our faith in him, he has asked us to rely on him. Christ is the solid rock we stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Not even money. It looks like a solid rock, but when challenges come, it sinks. Money did not save rich people from having COVID and dying. Money is not a solid rock. It cannot save people from going to hell. Money cannot save people from their sins. No matter how rich a man is, if he is a slave to sin, he is miserable all his life. If he is a slave to addiction, slave to evil, he is miserable all his life. And so money cannot be a solid rock. Nothing can be this solid rock. Nothing. Only Christ, only Christ can be this solid rock. Not even your career, not even your achievements in life, or your fame, or prestige. Oh my God. I pray that God will reveal himself as a solid rock to us over and over again. I pray that God will reveal himself as a solid rock. To, to the ones he wants to save because not everybody will be saved even when God desires that everyone should be saved. But the ones that will hear his voice and follow him, not the ones that would hear and will play death. Not the one that the devil already, they already gave themselves to the devil. But the ones that are they don't know the way to go. The ones that are under the oppression of them, but they want to be free. The ones that are willing to be free. 
and God shows himself to them, then they would know that Christ is truly the solid rock. He is perfect. He is our help in terms of trouble. Christ is the solid rock we stand. He is always our help. No matter what challenges we are facing in life, when we give it all to Him, there is always a solution. There is always a way out. There is always light whenever we give our issues up to God. That is why Christ is the only solid rock. He is the only solid rock. There is no other solid rock anywhere else. No matter how rich or famous the person is, he is standing on sinking sand. If he doesn't have Christ. And no matter how poor a person is, if the person has Christ, the person has Jesus in their life, oh my God, they are standing on a solid rock. Because anything can happen at any time. God can turn the situation of a Christian around God can save a Christian from sin. He can give him the power to stand for him. He can provide for him. He can give him anything. Just like when we studied the treasures. Who is your treasure? Anybody that has God as their treasure. Can be anything at any time. He can be the president whenever God says okay. He can have he can be the richest man whenever God says okay. And even if he doesn't have anything, he would have the joy of God and he will have the abundance of God. Because God, when anybody has God, he has the solid rock. He has everything. And I pray that God will continue to open our eyes to see the treasures in possessing him. To see that he is the one we should never lose by our carelessness, by our worldliness, by our lusts, or things that we are still, habits that we have learned from the flesh that we are still trying to overcome, that we are still trying to mortify, that we are still trying to kill. God will help us not to lose sight of him. God will help us not to exchange him. For other things exchange this beautiful possession the solid possession the real thing gonna help us not to exchange it for physical things that we can see physical treasures that we can see I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus somebody is on the line Hi, good morning. This is Mahdi. Hi, long time no see. Hi. Nice to be here. Yeah, nice to have you here again. I'm Thank happy. You. And I think the last time you were here, you were maybe an amateur mom or even a pre mom, but <laughs> now you must be an expert mom. <laughs> you must have experienced all the stages, right? Almost all, but at least. You know more. Yeah. You know better now. So how is baby right. now? Fine, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and yeah. how have you been? 
I've been fine. Happy New Year. And Happy New Year. Yeah. And the family. Yeah. Yeah, I've been okay. Grandma is around, so I thank God for that. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the only one online, both of us are the only people online. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we are talking about vacuum. Yes. So I shared the thing. We, I just finished singing the hymn, so it's quite a solid rock, so I was just trying to um, explain. Oh, I was okay. just I was just talking to the microphone. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So um, we stopped last year. We stopped at Zacchaeus. We read Luke okay. nineteen one to ten, and we could read it again to just give us something like the context of what we're talking about. But it's still under possessing God, and okay. the first step to possessing God is that salvation step. Where you have an encounter with God, and the encounter, how will you know you have had an encounter? It's like a collision or a smashing of two things together. And if you picture a vehicle smashing into a very solid pool, a solid rock, which of the two um, items will be smashed? The vehicle. Yeah, the vehicle will be damaged. Will be changed totally. And that is what happens when we collide with God. There's nobody that... If one evidence to show that you have collided with God is how your life will change. I'm not talking about how you become a billionaire or how you have more money or you have that your dream job or anything but how how you become a new creature a new creature and if anybody has probably come to god maybe doing an altar call and believes he's a christian but has not seen that collision if that collision has not happened the person has to look for an encounter again because it has to just be there you have to just say okay it might not be on that day you give your life to Christ in front of everybody. It might be in your room. It might be somewhere else. You know? But that collision just has to be there. And last time we studied Zacchaeus' collision. And we saw an instant. His was instant. Instant change. Within seconds. So we could read um, Luke 19, 1 to 10. You... I'd like you to please read Luke 19, 1 to 5, and then I'll continue from 6 okay. through 10. Yeah. Okay. Um, Luke 19, 1 through 5. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed it's in Kamal Fig Tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Zacchaeus hurriedly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the crowds were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, 
they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, Sir, from now on I will give half my wealth to the poor, and if I find I have overcharged anyone on his taxes, I will penalize myself by giving him back four times as much. Jesus told him, This shows that salvation has come to this home today. This man was one of the lost sons of Abraham, and I, the Messiah, have come to search for and to save such souls as his. That is the whole Luke 19, 1-10. Thank you for reading. Um, I'd like us to just um, take some minutes to meditate on this place, and then we will discuss. Let's take maybe five okay. minutes. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. It's a very um short but insightful passage. And when we were learning it during Sunday school, we, I used to be fascinated by the fact that the man was a very short man and climbed the tree. Yeah. But do you want to share with us what popped yeah. into your heart? Yeah. Okay. So just a few things that I wrote down. Okay. Um, the fact that from the passage, I saw that it's very, it's a very interesting passage, and I feel like it also spoke to me personally. So Zacchaeus was determined to meet Jesus, or if we want to use um, what you said, he was determined to collide with Jesus no matter what. So the point that even with his status in the community, he had to do what might be seen as shameful just because he wanted to meet with Jesus by climbing the tree. And Jesus did not just bless him. In certain passages in the Bible, we see that you can say go and sin no more and all that but jesus didn't just stop at that rather it it was determined as well to have a relationship with zacchaeus and that's by going to dine with him irrespective of what people will say and um this move that jesus made didn't just make zacchaeus you know um commit to jesus and ask for forgiveness of his sins he also went ahead to um, not just ask for, for forgiveness from that time forward, but also mm-hmm. to re- kind of change his past. God, when he said that if he has taken anything from anyone for, falsely, mm-hmm. he would also restore back. So he was also trying to clean his past as well as his future. Mm-hmm. Then finally, another thing I learned from the passage is sometimes when God has a plan, it doesn't have to be through a certain channel alone. It could, if he wants to use you and you don't make yourself available, mm. his plan will come to pass no matter what, but it might just be through someone else. So um, I'm trying to link this. Um, even though Jesus was on his way somewhere, he had mm. a purpose. Wow. Zacchaeus was able to steal an opportunity that, no, I also have to be blessed. So sometimes we have to just make ourselves available mm. and he got blessed through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are very, very important points. Very important. Very, very important to any Christian group. 
And we all can learn from that. The effect of colliding with Jesus. And even though there were hindrances on his way, like his, mm. his, his height, and the fact that so that there are also going to be like hindrances on the way of other people to get into Christ. There many, there might be natural hindrances or artificial hindrances that we make for ourselves. But um, we should know how important Christ is in order to overcome such hindrances to collide with Him. And He said He had to do a shameful thing, and that is what um, stops a lot of people from from coming to Christ. What will my friends say? What will my family say? So those are hindrances that stops people from coming to Jesus. In their hearts, they know that Jesus can help them, can save them from their sins. They know that Jesus is the way. They know that Jesus is the real thing. However, the hindrances on their way, the shameful thing they would have to the shame they will have to um, encounter, that's what's stopping them from publicly coming to Christ. And so God will help us, as even as we collide with Christ every day, to, to grow, in order to grow, and to change, because it's a constant changing. So we'll first of all change into a new creature, then we begin to multiply all the things we have learned from our old being. When we multiply them all, then we'll grow into the express image of Jesus. Because when God w- wants to look at us, He wants to see Jesus. He doesn't want to see us anymore. And so, God will help us to always overcome every hindrance on our way every day. So the second one, you said that Jesus did not even mind what people would say as well. He dined with sinner, a sinner and this just shows that we also in our daily lives we have been saved yes and in fact we will encounter sinners that are worse than us when we were sinners but we should we should also show the love of jesus you know not to condemn them but to show kindness and love to them and then they will collide with the jesus in us but when we avoid them, how will they collide with Jesus? So it says, uh, thing is a new thing, not too new, but I'm starting to see it in a deeper way in my own life too. And whenever I see somebody that is really damaged, those are the people that Jesus loves. So I should not run away from them and, and say, see this person. See how he or she has used his or her life. I shouldn't say that. But I should look for a way to come close to the person and show the person love and kindness so that the person can collide with Jesus in me. In Jesus in you. In Jesus in all of us. And so Jesus was kind to him. and spoke kindly to him and said, Today I'll be in your house. And we should notice the minutes it took for that collision to take place. From him coming down from the tree, meeting with Jesus, even though we did not see it physically, there was something that changed in his actions that he had to do away with his past life, like you said. He had to do away with his past sins, publicly confess and say, Yes, I know you have been saying we are about that. I'm greedy, I've been taking, I've been cheating people. But now I openly say I would. 
I would give up that way. And I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So it also makes me understand that there's a cost for possessing God. Zacchaeus mm-hmm. said, I will give half of my wealth to the poor and mm-hmm. repent from my sins. And Jesus commended him for doing that. Mm-hmm. It just made me remember one man that Jesus told him to sell all his wealth and give it to the poor. So, the cost for possessing God, the price is different for different people. It could be all your wealth. It could be half of your wealth. It could not even be your wealth at all. It could be something, but whatever it is, it is a thing that replaces God in our lives. So, whatever replaces God, is it a career or ambitions? Whatever. That is the price that we have to pay. That is what we have to lay down in order to possess God. It's not a, there's no rule about it. It's not 10%, it's not one-tenth or your title, whatever. It's different from different people. And it depends on damage that was made to you when you collided with Jesus. You know, when you go to the auction to buy um, damaged cars, <laughs> I, I have bought one before, so I have experience. <laughs> anyway. You, you either want to buy the ones that was hit at the front or the ones that was hit at the back. So the ones that was hit at the front, there's a special issue with that car and there's a special thing you need to repair, do to repair it. The ones that was hit at the back is a different issue. The ones that are hit at the side, a different issue. And the one that was totally wrecked, that one, there's no hope for that. So it depends on how you collided with God. That determines the cost of your possessing him and it's different for different people so there's no rule about it so when anybody collides with god they start to they they exhibit certain things that is different for different people like Zacchaeus, he had to give half of his world to the poor and change from his sins i pray that god will continue to help us and let us quickly read the um the the summary that the the book we are using the book called the quest for god by billy Akoni. um i just took some screenshots and shared it with the group so let me just read the excerpt from the book so we we are in section b men who encountered god zacchaeus luke 19 1 to 10. part a says that discuss what the lifestyle of zacchaeus was before he encountered before his encounter with the lord we already discussed it. It was a man, a sinner, a man that cheated people. And B said, how did his collision with Jesus begin? And you have helped us to explain that he even had some hindrances to that collision. However, he had to overcome the hindrances. The second thing is that he had to do a shameful thing, which um, could mean anything to anybody. You know, he had to climb a tree. And he had to ignore his status in society. And these are the things that we we would we need to do every day. We will show what the world thinks and in order to collide with Christ. Let's continue reading. What can you point out as regards the divine urges in the heart of a sinner before coming to a personal 
encounter with God. What can you point out as regards the divine urges in the heart of a sinner before coming to a personal encounter with God? And it says verse 1 to 3. The divine urges in the heart of a sinner. Let me see. Let me quickly read Luke 19, 1 to 3. It says, As Jesus was passing through Jericho, a man named Zacchaeus, one of the most influential Jews in the Roman tax collecting business, and of course a very rich man, tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowds. So what was his intention? He was trying to look at Jesus, trying to, to see him. It means that sinners also want to know about this Jesus. What do you think? They also want to know about it. About him, sorry. I agree with you. So, just based on what you said, that sinners also want to. So, there are actually people that, maybe not in response to this question, but I'm just making a comment based on what you said that. Um, People we see out there that are also insane and we just condemn automatically. We don't know how much they also yearn to know God. Mm. And Zacchaeus is a very good example. Yeah, that's correct. They also yearn to know God. That's a good word to use. They yearn to know God. They want freedom from their sins too. They want freedom from addiction. They want freedom. They yearn to know but you see, one thing was hindering him, his height. And that is how those things hinder other people too. And our prayer should be, even for ourselves, whatever is hindering us from encountering God daily, and if we have people among us or our friends and families that are still in sin, whatever is hindering them from they yearn, yes, but they cannot because of some hindrances. Whatever is hindering them, that God should please take it out of the way so that they can see the light of salvation. That should be our prayer. I think it's already 10 o'clock. So let's just make that a prayer point. Let's pray for ourselves first because nobody's perfect and we want to gain, we want to possess God. We want to gain all of God. We want to be like him. We want to be like Jesus. So we yearn for more and more and more to be like Jesus. So our first, ourselves first, God, please reveal to us whatever is hindering us from knowing you better. Whatever is hindering us from colliding with you again in our daily lives. Then, during the prayer, you can also pray for your family members. Let's pray in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, God, for this revelation of your word. Thank you for speaking to us, O oh Lord. Opening our eyes to see deeper secrets in this scripture. We might have read it some other times and we'll just gloss over it. But now we are seeing deeper things in this scripture. That some things might hinder us from getting to know you the way you, you want us to. Getting to collide with you so that our lives can keep changing until we are transformed to be exactly like Christ. Lord, 
whatever these injustices are, please remove them out of our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray to you, Lord. We agree together and we believe that your presence is here, Lord. Even as we leave this Bible study, as we go about our daily lives, our careers, our weekend, our week, Lord, remove these hindrances, whatever they are, oh God, worldliness or, or distractions, whatever it is, Lord, in our lives, Lord. Help us to overcome these hindrances, oh God, preventing us from knowing you better, from colliding with you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We also pray for our families and our friends that are yet to know you, our friends that they yearn, we know now that they yearn to know what we know. They yearn, but they are being hindered one way or the other. Or they don't want to do something shameful that will hurt their status. We pray that you have mercy on this one to God and help this one to God. Remove these hindrances from their way so that they can, they can know you. They can take a look at you and collide with you in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for answering our prayers. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Lady, thanks for coming. Please, can you bless our week, mm-hmm. bless our families, and bless other ladies that are here? Thank you once again for your word and for the blessing and understanding you have received from listening. Um, thank you for the forgiveness of sins. Mm-hmm. We thank you for our lives. We thank you for our families. We thank you for always being with us and for always protecting us. We speak into our weeks. Oh God, we pray, Lord, for your protection. Yeah. We pray for your direction. Yeah. We pray, Lord, that everything we do will be excellent. The words of our mouths be excellent. The thoughts of our hearts be excellent. In the name of Jesus, yeah. we will not do anything short of your glory. In Jesus' name, yeah. we will not put you to shame, Lord, in our actions. In Jesus' name, yeah. when people see our deeds, they will see your presence in our lives, we would know that we have met with you and we would know that we have a relationship with you in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. We pray for the other ladies as well. We pray that whatever they may be going through at this time, we speak peace in your lives. We speak your protection and your guidance in your lives in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Help them also to stay committed to you. Help them to have a relationship with you as well in mm-hmm. the name of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We thank you because we know that you always answer us. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, I'm going to be with you.